You're listening to Chameleon Church. Biblical antidotes for the modern man. With your host, Ellen Aguirre. Good morning. You're watching the Chameleon Church Show for Tuesday, May 25th. I am your host, Alan Aguirre, coming to you live and direct from the Wasatch back in beautiful northern Utah. That's right. That's right. So we've been having some issues with the uh, with my system because of the software. Anyway, hopefully they figured it out and we won't. I won't freeze and all that. Um, we'll see, huh? Well, good morning, everyone. It's so lovely to see you, see y'all. That's right, to see y'all. We got people out there lining up, getting ready. <sighs> you guys are going to try and trigger the host this morning. Hey, I don't need your help. I can trigger myself. Um, <clears throat> My voice is a little, because I've been talking pretty much nonstop since Friday. I just got back from the objective uh, it's the objective is a is a conference we do in Nashville that we've been doing since 2007, where we we try to intercept. You know, we 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 well, we determined that we should somebody needs to intercept all these young and new artists that are coming to Nashville to try and find you know seek fame and fortune, and they're not even going to get you know a place. They're not even no one's going to even talk to them or look at them. And so, what if we intercepted them and told them the truth about what it is that they were hoping to do and hoping to get involved with and try and save their their lives from death and explain to them, hey, this is what's really going on. And then, you know, do that first. Hey, you need to seek first the kingdom of God. How can you give God your music if you haven't given them your life? And then, you know, once we get past that hurdle, because that is the main hurdle, then we can do the whole, hey, you know, this is how you do it. So we've been doing that since 07, and I've been doing it. I've been there from the very start. I kind of, like, I'm the spiritual one guy. I'm one of the, the I was like the main, hey, yeah, that type of thing. It's grown a lot. The The first one we did had about 75 people, and it's we turn, We had like, I don't know, six, seven, eight hundred people, and we turned down like 600 plus people. New facility. Uh, we, we we used to do it at various locations around downtown Nashville. Then we started doing it. Uh, one year, we actually did it in the Renaissance Hotel with GMA. And then they went belly up. I think we had a lot to do with that. A lot of prayer was... You got to remember, during the Gospel Music Association week in Nashville, the pornography and prostitution numbers, trafficking numbers, blew up. Yeah. It's not what you think it is. So when you see these guys out there, when you see these men and women in Christian music and you, and you wonder, how can they like walk away from the faith? How can they be so liberal? How can they have such you know, uh, loosey-goosey theology and doctrine? Well, you're assuming that they were on track to begin with or in the first place. Yeah, not necessarily, not so much. So anyway, we've been doing that. So, yeah. And then we started doing it at the at Rocket Town. 
that's the um, the venue that Michael W. Smith is associated with. We did it, we did it at Rocket Town for a long time, for a lot of years. And then la- last year, of course, we no no one did anything. We didn't do anything. And when we got back to Rocket Town, I guess they have they're under new management or something like that. And it was it was yucky. It was ugly. And so we're like, yeah, no, we're not going to let you do that to us. We're not going <laughs> to let you take advantage of us like that. It was pretty weird. So we did it at the Treveca Nazarene University, Music and Worship University. Really nice facilities. Uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Got to talk to a lot of people, obviously, like, my, like I said, my throat. So I, I will actually speak during the main session, and then I pretty much float. I'm a floater at that point capturing you know just kind of like a catch-all and you know we do mentoring pick artist brains hey what you know what are you thinking talk to a couple talk to i talked to some artists there's let me see i'm gonna there's like a handful half a dozen that really stood out that i got to chat with and really give some you know when you know you, you give them career advice and spiritual advice and uh, i don't know if i'll be working with any of them i don't know if they're going to you know, want me to produce them or record them or release their music on our label or something. We, I am talking to one about that um, because this isn't, that's not my primary thing, you know? So um, not a lot of books. We didn't turn over a lot of books. Uh, it wasn't a big book buying crowd. I don't know. It was kind of weird. Last time I was there, I sold out of everything and I still have two boxes of books somewhere between denver and nashville don't know if i'll ever see them again i I don't it's just you know because hey i don't want you to think that man this chameleon church show is is falling apart they 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 leave messianic lamb radio and and all of a sudden what happened to alan's show Uh, we we lost the rabbi you know we came for alan but we stayed for the rabbi and where's lenny where's lenny lenny's 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 has a, a medical procedure he has to do. That's why he's not here this morning. So we need to pray for Lenny because he's um, going to have a, a, like an operation. Hey, I'm going to turn on my light because we must have some clouds out there. Now my light's on. But It's magic. Not with a K. Not magic with a K. That's not a good one. So, uh, so I called. So first of all, I didn't realize or I wasn't paying attention or whatever. Probably a combination of both. Of what time my flight came in yesterday? Uh, it came in later than I thought. And so last night's Exodus to Ingathering devotional did not occur because I was not in a position to do it. And I took a video of me at the uh, baggage claim. That's what, that's what you got. So we're going to do it tonight. So if you're wondering when the Exodus Expedition uh, devotional for this week is when we're going to do it again, we're going to do that tonight. So tonight is when we're going to do that. Yeah, right. I, we, yep. Yes, Jason. Uh, so um, I don't know. Should you? <laughs> uh, gee, that would be cool. So yes, we will be doing the Exodus in Gathering devotional tonight. And then it was like, oh man, I should have. I, and then I remembered Lenny wasn't going to be here. And so I, I reached out to some people. I, should I tell you who I reached out to? I'll tell you. I, re- I reached out to Rob Skiba. Rob Skiba is known is is known in certain uh, Torah communities for his. Uh, he started off. He's out of Dallas, and he started off with like Nephilim stuff. 
So I've been on his show, and so I thought, hey, can you can you come on tomorrow morning? We could talk about some stuff. And he was already pre-engaged. Everyone's going to be pre-engaged hours before I call them because I didn't. Um, yeah, I reached out to to Rob Skiba, thinking, hey, we could have a little chat about you know UFOs and stuff like that because there's going to be these this UFO stuff that's coming out, right? But uh, he's he was doing something late into the night, and he's actually he said he would be sleeping right now. That's all right. So then I thought, well, okay, so I'll, I'll go from that to the entire other spectrum of my world. And I reached out to the singer of P.O.D., Sonny, and I said, hey, you want to chat in the morning for about an hour on my show? He's like, darn it, I'm in Arkansas with Brian Head Welch and Ryan Reese doing some of their whosoever stuff. I'm like, I understand. I, I'm, I'm the one that's blown it here. So I got an even better guess for this morning. Then Brian Headweld, I mean, uh, Sonny Sandoval from POD and Rob Skiba. And you guys don't even know. You guys are, you're not going to be able to even handle this one. All right. Should we introduce our guests now? Should we bring, our, bring them on now? Let's bring them on now. All right, here we go. Here we go. Get ready. I can see what you're doing over there. Don't do that. No, don't do that. I'm sorry. I'm so scared. <laughs> <laughs> But really, it's kind of flattering to be like the third choice, you know, kind of like that. That's kind of nice. There's people out there thinking, why didn't you make her the first choice? She's your exactly. wife. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Should have been the first ask. And then, oh, she's unavailable. Except that you and I both know you don't like being in this limelight. It's thing. true. It's okay. kind of scary. Right. So then for me to go, hey, first thought, my wife, because, you know, she just loves the attention. <laughs> I'm not going to do that to you, baby. I'm not going to throw you under the, the bus like that or fly you into the World Trade Center like that. I was actually looking for a mask. I thought we might have something from Purim, you know, because when you oh. asked me, I was like, oh, like the mask singer. But then oh, no. I couldn't I couldn't find a mask. I was down here looking, but How funny. No. Yeah. See, people know that you hate being on camera. I do. So I don't up? have a cute little setup with a light, like, you know. Oh, I you forgot, to, turn, yep. I forgot yeah. to turn this light on. I wonder so if I, instead, I, don't, I don't need it. No, but instead so. of sleeping last night, we could have built a set for you downstairs in the, in the. We almost did do something, you know. We almost were running around the middle of the night, weren't we? But crisis <laughs> averted. Crisis averted. We did not have to leave our cozy little abode in the middle of the night. So that's good. Yeah. So some of you know about our, uh, our groovy land uh overland vehicle that we got a few years back that's like you know we, we it's, a, it's just a great car it's it's tough it's the engine solid i mean all sorts of groovy stuff and that's what we use and and it's an older used car you know because who wants car payments right nobody wants that and um man this thing is taking us across country i don't know how many times this thing is a beast this thing is a, so we uh, lent it to our future son-in-law Let's not call. Let's not call everybody out and point fingers. Well, just, and I'm not calling anybody out or pointing fingers, but he broke it, <laughs> or it broke on him. So we weren't sure if we had to go down the mountain last night to help them out because you know that's what you do. That's what parents do for kids, and that's why. And you know, you know, that's a great segue though, Christina, because that's why we're here because we're the model of perfect marriage and perfect parenting, aren't we? <laughs> Oh man, look at your face. I'm gonna plead the fifth. Oh man. So so Christina, how are you? Christina, this is my wife, Christina. Let me just say, I don't know whose idea it was to have a show at the crack of dawn, 
but yeah. is this is a bad idea. It is way too early. I know. So, but other than that, I'm doing great. Back at work. What? There's, there's Lenny. Lenny's live. He's watching. So how can you watch us but not be on the show, Lenny? He might be in the hospital. Or or he's like gonna or he's leaving the show. Like I bet you, is is the other guy watching too? He's just not commenting. Okay, Alan, your insecurities are showing. <laughs> no, it's called content. Drama. There's always gotta be some sort of angst. There's gotta be conflict for good content. Okay. What are you doing over there? Nothing. Are you eating and stuff? No, I am not eating. Yeah. I, I'm actually burritos? sitting, just so everybody knows, I'm sitting at my sewing table. And I'm sewing right now a couple of cute little dresses. And the pattern was just a tiny bit too close to my coffee. Oh, oh yeah. that's I hate it when so, my patterns are too close to my coffee. So too. I'm moving it. Okay. Yeah. Look, look, they're already coming after Lenny. Is Lenny going to do pull a Daryl? I don't know where you're seeing these things. Oh, the comments. So look to the right. You see where it oh. says comments? I don't have my glasses on. Don't don't tell people you need glasses, man. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm going to put them on just for you. <laughs> oh, whoa. Okay. Ba -da 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 -da. Oh, he's in the car. Oh, he's in, is that what he's saying? So he's driving in the car. He's in the back of the ambulance. <laughs> Okay, I gotta turn these off. They're too distracting. The comments? Yeah, I oh. can't. I can't do that. <laughs> oh man, I kind of have to kind of try to balance them, and then then you have people that'll ask a question and you never know about it, and then they feel slighted. Yeah, it's a rough life live streaming. Difficult. I just get too distracted. I realized the other day that I kind of will see something and just kind of go off. Something shiny. Daydreaming, and so I just gotta stay focused. Something shiny. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was I going to say? So far, my stuff is working, and I've been live for 15 minutes. I haven't frozen yet. Is this a common occurrence? Uh, remember, it's been for last month. I've been, I've been having problems. Don't you know about that? I, mentioned I hear it. you. I hear you complaining about it. Sometimes. Oh, that's all you, you hear. Me, you hear me complaining. Was in one year, out the out. other. Yeah. Just yeah. Shut them down. Yeah. Dang. You know what we should do? Since we don't know what we're going to talk about, so you're the I, host. You're supposed to have the content. I don't. So I missed you. I was gone for like five days, and I gave you your space. I didn't bother you or call you. It was glorious. <laughs> if if you were with me over the weekend, and I told you that you didn't believe me, now you know for a fact that <laughs> <laughs> they're like because I actually had some people. So how's Christine? I go. I don't know. I'm not calling her. I don't talk. I'm not doing any of that like that. Why? You guys okay? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, she's glad. She's like, don't you have to go on tour somewhere? Hey, why don't you set up a tour? Hey, why don't you start the band back up together again? <laughs> no, I didn't say band. But I did say, why don't you set up some speaking gigs? Yeah, yes, you, know, you did. Go out for a couple of weeks. Uh, yes, you did. Remember that commercial? <laughs> Remember that mattress commercial? I do. The guy comes in all punk rocked out and he goes, I'm going to start the band again. And she's like, okay, that's okay. Because she's like in their new mattress and she's got it all to herself. And he goes, mm -hmm. I'm going to have to take the minivan. She's like, that's all right. <laughs> yeah. I, I hear her. That's that's my wife. She's like, oh, you want to leave so I can have the entire bed to myself? Then she hears, da -na 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 -na. I'm going to get the bed all by myself da -na 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 -na, while his ass is away. -na -na. That's kind of like, I don't use language like that. I know I do. See, I'm the wild hog. 
I'm like the wild hogs. You are exactly like the wild hogs, actually. If anybody has not seen the movie, you need to now go see that movie, and you'll see Alan is exactly like the wild hogs. Oh, my gosh. You not... you brought it upon yourself. Oh, man. I, I want to get a cafe eraser, babe. I don't even know what that is. It's a cool motorcycle. Okay, well, maybe your car's broken, and you can go get that. No, I can't exchange a car for a motorcycle. I can't oh, do what I need to do okay. in life on a motorcycle. And then you get a cool little Vespa to go play pickleball. No, I have a cool little car. I'm happy yes, with my car. Yeah, you do. So, hey, so since I don't know what we're going to do for oh an entire hour. What? Oh, Why my people watch? Why do people watch the show if you don't have anything prepared? It's exactly right. Because we're because we're always in the prophetic and then the Holy Spirit comes down and it's like, bam. Look at Kevin. I'm I'm really starting to feel for Christina. Thank you, Kevin. Most people do. Most people know that I have the crown in heaven. Alan likes to say it's his and that his jewels are so heavy he can't even hold his head up. But people understand. Oh man, somebody else, bless her heart. <laughs> <laughs> hey now. I know what bless her heart means, and that's not nice. Oh, man. Tim Allen's character is Allen for sure. Oh, my gosh. They, they don't even know, do they, Christina? They don't even know. They do now. Okay, they Chance, do now. Chance, Chance has some discernment there. Chance, is, Chance definitely has some discernment. There's a Tim Allen love uh, for years. All right. Um, so um, he, they're letting you know that it's not the Southern meeting. They didn't mean the Southern meeting. Okay. <laughs> 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 um, so should we should we take Q and like we let's, we should take? Oh no, questions. Alan! Why do you not have anything? You had how long of an airplane ride yesterday to prepare oh, something? I was tired on that airplane ride. I was trying to breathe. I was trying to like not lose my mind. I was trying to no no. It was good. You know, I didn't have any issues with claustrophobia or recycled. Babe, your insecurity is showing. <laughs> it makes for good content. Okay, we're going to have to come up with something like in a matter of minutes because I'm going to have to leave you alone so I can get some more coffee. Hey, everyone's saying that they love you. Even though I was the third choice. Oh, my Thank gosh. You. Thank hey, you. Let's get, let's Just think how much more exciting this show would be if it was Rob Skiba or <laughs> who was the other one? P uh, Sunny. Mm, super exciting. <laughs> you would have had something to talk about. No, no. I'd be probably doing this too because it's like okay, – because I, I would have to manage Rob. So he wouldn't Careful. go all on us. And then I'd have to, then I'd have to like, <laughs> no, no, babe, mm -hmm. I'm going to tell everyone you're the one that volunteered to do this. You went, I'll be on the show with you. And I went, yeah. I actually did. I, I jumped in the lifeboat to yeah. save you. I, went, I did. Yeah. I did. I jumped overboard and I said, he's floundering here. I need to help. And I'm like, man, that's so sweet of you, <laughs> baby. Let's, let's talk to the world and, and show them just how it's done. <laughs> So I was gone. What? So what did you do over the week? So what do you? Okay, everybody wants to know what a rock star's wife does. Oh my while gosh! He's on, while he's on tour, I never was rock star. <laughs> I never was rock star. Oh man! So uh -oh. we are getting Martin's on here now. Martin's coming. We are getting ready for a wedding coming up, extremely close, and just like a matter of days. Um, and it's going to be in my backyard. So that induces a bit of panic, even though I'm an excellent planner. It's still a little bit scary. So we power washed the deck, I want to say about a week ago, week and a half ago. And 
to get it ready for painting. And ever since then, it's been pouring down rain. So I've been unable to paint. So I decided to focus inside because we're still going to have to have people inside. So I've kind of focused inside. Um, Corin finished a beautiful um, mm -hmm. coffee and wine bar for me. So I kind of mm -hmm. set that up. Um, Safrain warned me not to get an ugly water cooler. So I went out and got an ugly water cooler to go next <laughs> to my coffee bar. Um, and so I did that kind of running around. I read a lot of books. Oh, you got to read. I did with okay. uninterrupted. I had forgotten just how glorious it is to be able to sit there and just read without anybody coming in, you know, asking me how their shirt looks or, you know, if their hair is sticking up or, you know, just some crisis online or whatever. It was, it was glorious. It was so quiet. And the rain, everything made it perfect for reading. So, um, so wait a second. So we've been pretty, we've been pretty much empty nesters for a really long time. So the, so the disturbances that you're talking about are me, not little I kids. I wasn't going to name names. Even, even if I'm in the bathroom, people are still pounding on the door, wanting you know <laughs> answers to questions. Um. So, so that was nice. And then I decided I had been kind of looking at my bedroom for a really long time and wanting to rearrange it. And Alan had kept saying, no, I shouldn't rearrange it. It was a bad idea. It was um, horrible. What was I thinking? And so while Alan was gone, I rearranged it. And it was hard work. Like I had to pull this huge mattress off the bed, wrangle it around the room, which I really should have videotaped it because I'm sure it was comical, and move a couple of dressers. And then I got it all set up and it's glorious. I love it. You walk in, my room feels three times bigger. Um, I think it's great. So Alan, Alan's first reaction to it was, oh, well, it's going to take some getting used to. So, And it will, but I'm not changing it back. <laughs> I thought it was so, awesome. What? I thought it was awesome. It's not what you said. Sabrina even asked me what you said, and I said, he said it will take some getting used to. I, I liked it. I didn't say I didn't like it. No. He didn't use those words. So anyway, that's what I did. I also took Look, my winter Olivia, you're, tiger. You're showing everybody that I'm a regular guy, so I appreciate that. You're welcome. So I also took my winter tires off and got my summer tires on. I got an oil change. You know, I went to work. I did stuff like that. So I did the mundane stuff too, but the <clears throat> the really great thing was just being able to read and uninterrupted. It was amazing. It's been a long, long, long time. And we'll explain that. But are you seeing these comments that I'm putting up here? That no, I told you I can't watch like, the comments. Okay, I will but, be distracted. Uh -huh. And I don't have my glasses on, so right. I can't read them. So can you see, though, that I've posted something up here? I see something from someone okay. that starts with a K. Right. Put Alan in his own room. Alan, you need to go away more. I mean, they're, they're, you've, you're winning them all over and making me look bad. So there used to be a time when we had this pattern in our lives where Alan would be gone for three weeks and then he would come home for about the same amount of time. Then he'd go out again for three weeks. And we got into this pattern and this rhythm of life. And that was when we were homeschooling the kids, the kids were younger. Um, and it was, we got into that pattern and it was great. It was really good for me as an introvert to have that space and that alone time. And um, then it just stopped. And so it's been, it's been a balance and it's been 
it's been a journey. But Alan now finally understands that when I say I don't want to watch TV with him, I'm not dissing him. I just need my own time. So he's getting it now. <laughs> 30 I mean, years later. How many decades has it been? been? It's been a long time, about 30 something years. All right, and here we go. Started watching for Alan. We're staying for Christina. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like totally, they're, they're like, oh my gosh. They come for Alan and stay for Christina. It should be the new slogan. Oh my god, these people, man, they're so mean to me. So, oh, oh, uh, somebody asked what you read. So go ahead and tell them what you were reading. So well, I knew that coffee. question well, was going to come coffee. up. Oh, hold on, I knew that. Well, no, go ahead, go get your coffee. I knew that that was question was going to come up, and I don't normally answer that question because I don't want to incriminate myself as to what I do read. But I do want you to know that Stephen King is my favorite author. So that might give you kind of some perspective of what I like to read. I did not read any Stephen King over the weekend, but I did read, I don't remember his first name, but his last name is Baldacci. And he does, he does kind of like mystery type stuff. So I read that. And then I'm also, because I'm the reader in the family, we got the sixth grade reading list for our grandson. And to think that he's in sixth grade is kind of terrifying. But we got the sixth grade reading list. And so I am going through that just to make sure that this is all kinds of things that if he does read them, that we can counter them or balance them, you know, with something. So I read The Witch of Blackberry Pond. I don't know. It's a, it's a classic that I remember reading when I was a kid. And it's about Puritans and Quakers and it's kind of, it talks about slavery. So I don't know how he's going to handle that. So anyway, so I read that. And then I read, I am Malala, which also on the sixth grade reading list kind of seems a little extreme for me because it's about a Pakistani girl who was uh, shot for standing up for uh, girls' rights to an education. So I think our sixth grader will be okay with reading that, but it's extremely Muslim oriented. So I'm kind of like, I think it would be really good for him to read and understand other cultures, but I think we're going to balance that out. I was talking to his mom about balancing that out with The Hiding Place. So that was my light reading for the four days that Alan was gone. Interesting. So I, I want to touch on something, but before that, I just remembered, hey, like, subscribe, comment, all, do all that social share. media. Share, do all that social media stuff because daddy's got to buy a new car. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey, so, okay, so you asked, how can you, how can you do this show for three years and not have, know what you're going to talk about? And I exactly. Told you, we're, we're always in the prophetic and then God just boomed. Well, God just boomed. If anyone knows my wife, they know this about my wife. She is an intensely godly woman. That reads Stephen King. So that's the question. How can you be a godly woman and read Stephen Queen? Uh, Stephen King. King. Oh Stephen my King. <laughs> because they're, they're, that's that's going to be a question. Wait a second. Alan's married to a woman that reads Stephen King. How's that possible? That that's going to conflict with theology, thought process. They're, they don't right. And anybody that has ever met you, ever, anybody that knows you, knows that man. You don't mess with Christina. She's godly. She's like highly prophetic. She's got the spirit, the gift of wisdom and revelation. On and on and on and on and on. How can you be godly and read Stephen King? 
How do you do that? I'm assuming it's a rhetorical question. No, it's not a rhetorical <laughs> question. We're here to, we're, we, we, uh, no, we ask questions like that that might be, should be maybe rhetorical, but they're not because we we disciple people, we instruct people, we we give people insight on how to do God, how to live for God. And you know what? Some people, you know, if anything, we're about attacking and combating the religious mentality. Because it's not like you're doing seances or what I don't even know what Stephen King does, but it's not like you're like doing goofy stuff like that. Well, I do I have to I do have to say that there are books of his that I cannot read. Um, the majority of his books I can't read, but my favorite book is by him. And so that's, therefore I say he's my favorite author. Awesome. But see, um, you just explained it then. What? So you just explained it. There are, see, oh no, there is stuff by him I cannot read and I won't read because yes. it's. It's, yeah. it's really yucky. Yeah. He's just an amazing author. I don't know how to explain it. When you come across an author that writes to where they, you can sit there on your couch or your bed or wherever you read and it entwines you and it, and it, and it grips your heart and you're there and you can feel it and you can smell it and you know exactly what's happening. That's a good author. There's another one. I don't remember his name, but he also wrote <clears throat> like mystery crimes set in New Orleans. Iberia outside of New Orleans, but sometimes he would write. And I mean, I could almost smell the New Orleans air, you know, that, that smell of the swamp and stuff. So there's just something about authors that know how to write and invoke emotions and feelings that I really enjoy. I do not like books that are devotional or inspirational or <laughs> anything like that. I don't want anybody to tell me how I'm supposed to approach. I don't know how to say this. I don't want books that will tell me that this is how I'm supposed to be. Does that make sense? That's between me and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will change me. And he did. In fact, let me just tell you back in the early nineties, when we were going to Lenny's church, I was a very, very angry person and a very hateful person. And a lot of it I blamed on my upbringing because I was moved, you know, my family would move every couple of years. So I didn't have, I was always the new kid in school. And I was always the one that, because I was the new kid, was easily picked on. So I grew a shell and I got very, very angry and very mean. And I just, that was my persona. And then, you know, punk rock didn't help. So I kind of got into that angry mode. And then I was in the certain worship one day and I don't remember what the Holy Spirit said to me, but it was, it was one of those invitations of like, Hey, do you want to be all that you can be in the Lord? And I'm like, well, of course I want that. And the Holy Spirit said, are you sure? And I was like, of course, of course, I, you know, with one of those, I will go, you know, I will be that person. And for, I think it was six weeks. It was, it was a long time. I did nothing but cry. I cried and I cried and I cried. I cried about everything. I mean, I don't care what it was. I remember at one point something happened with dinner and I mean, I just cried. I think Alan was like, well, go buy something. You know, it was like, it's okay. I mean, I could not stop crying. And it was like, it was a long time. It might've even been longer than six weeks. But in the middle of this, I remember just going, what is happening to me? I mean, I'm, this is not me. This is not me. Like, I hate everybody. Like, why am I crying? Why, why is somebody saying good morning to me? And I'm weeping, like, 
what is the matter with me? And it was God breaking that shell. And he, and so then after he broke the shell, he had to break my back. And I remember my back started hurting because I had, I was stiff necked and I had a stiff back. And I remember him telling me, you're a stiff necked person. And I'm just like, no, you know, of course I was. And so then he had to break my back. And I remember is a picture of it and it was like i thought i was so strong but it was a backbone of of glass of crystal and so he broke that and then i cried and i cried and i cried and i cried forever about that and then i came out of it and i was this new creature and i was this new person in the lord and he was able to start giving me showing me how to use the gifts that he had given me that I'd always had, even as a child of seeing into the spiritual realm and having discernment and stuff like that. But now he was able to use it because I was, I had given him all of that. And so that's why it's not that I don't trust devotionals or other people's inspirational works telling me how to be, but I just have never heard anybody say, Hey, you know, if you answer a call, God might break your back. Like he might actually whittle you down to where you're so raw that somebody says good morning and you can't stop crying. And so because that was my experience and because that's my relationship with the Lord, I tend to shy away from those. I love teachings and I love hearing people with revelation and listening to them and seeing how they apply in my life. But when it comes to inspirational books, they don't do it for me. I tried. I went to women's groups. We did the whole, what is that? That woman that does the whole, like circle things in your Bible and draw lines down here and draw, you know, squares know. around this other word. And, you know, I just, I just couldn't do that. And I think part of it too was that I had always been so rejected by women that I was just like, I just can't do this, you know? So that's, that's why I read what I read. I read books that really the language really speaks to me and I don't really read the whole inspirational stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's Marie. That's Marie's always telling me that's how she's always crying. And I always, and I explain to her, it's the Holy Spirit. So that's, so see, that's a chameleon church moment. You went from, I like Stephen King to this like really deep testimony of God working in your life. And the religious spirit in people only heard you say, I like Stephen King. <laughs> <laughs> and that's yeah. and that's what we do here, right? And everybody here that's like, yeah, that's how it works here. Because there are people that are watching and listening that all they're going to hear is this woman like Stephen King and then write you off because that's a religious spirit. That's not the spirit of God. It's not. It's the demonic. And because they can't, they can't hear anything else past that. And they didn't hear what you just said, which was deep, informative, enlightening, and not only a challenge, but it should be quickening others. Oh. You mean, you know, or hey, like Marie, oh yeah, the crying thing. I can relate to the crying thing. That explains it. Like that's what she just said. Or Aspen, she's like, Christina made my morning, right? There's people out there going that are that are listening to the word of God or hearing the voice of God that are walking in transformation and desiring transformation that heard the, what you said after you said Stephen King. But we also know there's religious Muppets out there that all they heard was Stephen King and they, and they checked out. Well, it's kind of our life. I mean, yep. how many times do we go to a new church dressed like we're going to a club just to weed those people out? It's true. It's true. 
And so le- some of you know uh, Lenny and Linda. As you know, Lenny, the co-host, is not here simply not because he's joined the ranks of the uh, unfaithful, <laughs> but he's doing uh, he's getting some surgery so he can make it this morning. But apparently he's watching uh, in the car or in the back of an ambulance. or I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. He's not in the back of an ambulance. And so follow, real quickly, Father, we pray for Lenny and his procedure that you would uh, guide guide the doctors, give him peace and his wife, Linda. Lenny and Linda, peace, Father God while they do this thing and um, have mercy on Lenny and Linda and bring peace to them. And uh, that Len- Lenny and Linda married Christine and I back in 1988 after we had started going to the church for a couple of years. They, uh, they kind of did a divide and conquer thing. The, the guys came after me, hey, you need to marry this girl. And the women went after Christine and said, hey, you got to marry this guy. And it's not that we weren't interested in marrying each other. It's just, and then we got married. Remember that? I do remember that. It was a while ago. <laughs> and the, our invitation said, Sean, Deborah Shondell and Corn Peter, our daughter and our son, invite you to the marriage of their, their parents. Yeah. And so we got a wedding coming up here in about three weeks. We do. That's going to be crazy. Our, our daughter's getting married. Our youngest daughter's getting married. That's going to be... Uh, that's going to be super. There's going to be a You're lot. You're not of, allowed to cry. There's going to, what? I'm You're about not to allowed cry, to cry. But I'm about to now. Get it out. There's going Get to be it out a now. Bunch, it's going to be a whole bunch of Holy Spirit stuff going on. That, that It's going to be, it's going to be heavy. It's going to be heavy, heavy. We've been praying for a bow. I'd say that Alan's the crier in the family, but I just shared a story where I cried forever. So I but guess I, I can't cry. say Alan is the crier. It's just because I'm sensitive to God and the Holy Spirit and I'm holy. Don't make fun of me for being holy. Don't hate me because I'm holy. <laughs> That's a shirt. Don't hate me because I'm holy. And then Not, a Not a shirt. Not a shirt. Not a shirt? Want to talk about what kind of merch can we make for this show? No merch. Come on, we need boxes of shirts everywhere. We do not need any more boxes of merch. <laughs> this poor girl, man. My wife is... Uh, so since, since we've... So we met in 1980... Started living together in 85, got married in 88, and it's 2021. So she's been there for all the uh, shenanigans. Remember when, we, when, remember when we sold water filters and we had like cases and cases of water filters? No, we never did that. <laughs> did you see her face? Oh, man. Maybe that's, we a, that's a show. <laughs> I don't know. It uh, is, but I can't remember what show it is. There's a show out there of some guy selling water filters and his wife yeah. asking for it? His, yeah, because they were um, – oh, it's one of my Chicago shows. Uh, one of the firemen and his lost his house or something, and so him and his wife and their, like, five kids are living with his in-laws, and he decides to sell water filters and fills up his garage. You say you don't watch my Chicago shows. You're watching my Chicago shows because you just brought something up. I don't know anything about that. I did. I just yeah. said water filters. I could have said exactly. Anything. You're watching it. You're watching him in secret. Or is it while, because you, while you're sitting over there on your phone while I'm watching it? You're you're secretly watching. Or, it. or I was asleep and I subconsciously heard the water filters episode. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Right. We, it's, we we did all right. We just took we just took care of thirty minutes. We got thirty more minutes to go. Oh my gosh, Alan. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? So you said that it's really, really early to do this, and it's true. You know what time Lenny has to get up? He's on at six forty-five. 
Yeah. Remember how yeah. I would complain? Because everybody that was doing the show, all the original hosts that we weeded, babe, we successfully weeded everybody out of this show. Like so people there's in our a, life. isn't there in a line? The, hold on, hold on. Let's, let's talk about that for a little bit because, <laughs> you know, you say weeding people out, but is it, is it that, or is it you're scaring them off or running, that, them, out of town. running them off? Because I mean, we've kind of had that same experience, just us. I mean, look at where we're at now. We're down yeah. to just our teensy weensy little family. Christina's convinced that we're the problem. We're the ones that are doing something wrong. That's why people leave. I'm just saying that, you know, you need to kind of look at that sometimes and go. Hmm. I, I do. I do every time. And you know what? And this is my answer. If these people left and were like walking in victory, godless, godly, holy victory, I would be really, really concerned. I'd be scared. But these people don't leave and walk in godly victory. These people leave and they're Muppets. They don't, half of them don't serve the Lord or it's really questionable whether they do, they're, they they're, they are serving the Lord or not. Look at how they leave. They don't leave in any godly manner, online or offline. So how can it be us? We're still, we're still serving the Lord. We're not, we're not going, we're not running around burning bridges. We're actually trying to put. Fix Just thinking bridges. that maybe we could be a little bit more pastoral and and sensitive <laughs> and sweet. Okay, that takes us to the to the movie RV with Robin Williams. He's convincing his wife that instead of going to Hawaii, we're going to jump in an RV and travel across country. And she's like, "But honey, we're not nice people." <laughs> oh man! I think we're nice people. If we, like I just you. think we might be a little intense for people. Obviously, we're. Christina, do we need to show? Do I? Is this where I cue the, the 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 slideshow of what you and I look look like, where we come from? It's not like the people we're talking about came from the lifestyles that we came from. You and I were like poking holes in our lips and noses and ears and doing crazy stuff with our hair, wearing all black and listening to all this crazy music. It's not like we were quaint docker wearing mofos. But even before that. You know, like my upbringing on the mission field, it's like it was very intense just living on the front lines as a child and seeing the stuff that I saw as a child and seeing people, seeing indigenous people prayed for as they went out to share the gospel and then them never coming back because they were killed. You know, so it's like there's been this intensity in our lives forever. And I just think that sometimes it gets, it scares people off. And I'm, you know, I'm thinking of the last person that left our little community. And when I asked her, I said, is our, do you feel like our community is no longer for you? And she just said, I feel like I need something, a different community. I feel like I need something else. And I remember leaving that going, what need of hers did we not meet? And the only thing I can think of is that we just weren't, we just don't beat around the bush. We don't, and we don't, feet. we don't cover things up and let people get away with stuff. We, we let the rope get long enough to a certain point And then we're like, okay, this is enough. Like there's just too much in the, in the world that we can't let slide, you know? Yeah. And but, look at the community she, she has now. Yeah. It's it's sad. It's heartbreaking. It's really, 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 really heartbreaking because there is no God in her community. 
And we and, and so the reason why Christina and I are still together after all the BS and all this crazy stuff is because we fear God. We love each other, but we also fear God. And so because we fear God, man, we're not going to, you know, we're, we consider <laughs> what, we, what we're going to say and do. We, can, we consider the consequences. We consider the alternatives, right? We have a check. And if we, you know, we, we can only go so far before we're like, oh, we got we to gotta run back because we fear God. Not these, these people don't fear God. They, they literally go full-blown that way. And we're like, no, <laughs> you're supposed to be over here. And you guys have heard us talk about this forever. You know, whether it's Korah versus a Moses, whether it's stick or snake, whether it's you have to serve God with your whole heart. And when you choose not to serve God, you don't want to hang out with the Aguirres. You avoid us like the plague. <laughs> it is so true. <laughs> we would have we would have people that would like be at our house every Friday for Shabbat, for example. And then all of a sudden they would stop coming and we'd be like, oh, what's happening here? And we would kind of try to reach out a little bit. They would never. And we always knew as soon as they start avoiding us, they have decided to do something that they shouldn't do. For the most part, they would come back around and be like, I mean, even if it took years, they would come back around and they'd be like, yeah, you know, I kind of got into some bad stuff or, you know, went well, back no to, yeah, went back to whatever. And we're like, yeah, we know. Yeah, people can't be around us. It's kind of interesting. I've shared on occasion, not a whole lot, our home church drinking coffee on the sofa experiences. What happens when you and I go to to your? What happens if any of you? What happens if you invite us over to your home church and we're sitting on the sofa with a little coffee? What happens, Christina? If there's anything in there that is that shouldn't be in there. Yeah, but even but uh, everybody has their stuff. Like yeah. it's not like it's not like we walk in and we start pointing out like, oh, no. you're this and you're that. If no. if you come to our house, that might happen. But if we go to your house, that doesn't happen. But if there is a, if there are any um, unresolved, <laughs> no, if there's not unresolved, but like if there is ulterior motives that are demonically inspired then those ulterior motives almost immediately become exposed. And the person that has those ulterior motives is all of a sudden acts extremely strange. Sometimes they literally will get up and start bouncing off walls or they'll, they'll just get like all frantic and they'll start moving around and try to get, try to get focus off of themselves. But then the focus is on them. And we're just sitting there. Like, we're just in there with our little crumb cake and coffee. What is happening here? But also uh, other things happen. Like we've been in churches before where all of a sudden at the same time, Alan and I turn and look at the door and somebody walks through. And we're like, Ooh, you know, so me. it's just, I don't know. We have, we have the gift of really deconstruction. It's strange and, yeah. and kind of weird. Yeah, somebody actually said, what kind of apostle are you, Alan? And I never use that term. But what kind of apostle are you, Alan? Apostles are supposed to put churches together, not destroy them. <laughs> it's a new day and age, man. It's a brave new world. Enough! Man, it's, it's serious business. Yeah. Yeah. So as a singer, it's obvious that I want to be liked, and I want people to like me, and I want friends and all that kind of thing, obviously, as a singer. But... 
you know, I had and I had some fun this weekend because I got to meet some bands that were really serious. I jumped in a, a this crazy raw type of band, you know, rage, you know, you know that kind of a band. And uh, we went to go see my buddy Noah from Pillar. Uh, they were invited over to his studio, and I'm like, oh, let me tag along because I've been Noah and I've been talking for years about it. Hey, let's get together and come to my studio and all that. So I tagged along, and so I'm the one that knocked on the door, and he's like, Aguire, Noah, you know. And I have, you know, I got to see him and his wife and the kids. It's, it was awesome. But we're in this, I'm in this van for this crazy type of band. And, uh, and there's worship CDs in the van. They're like, oh, you guys listen to worship? They're like, yeah. And I'm like, say, I know most, most Christians bands won't do that. So it was really, it was awesome because I, 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 I got to connect with like hand, like a half a dozen bands that were really, you know, that really love the Lord, that really want to do Jesus. So that was fun, and that's all we're all, and that's all we've ever been really looking for is let's, we're, you know, let's find people that want to do Jesus because the people that don't want to do Jesus, if you know, if you're a non-believer, we can do all sorts of groovy stuff. We can go to movies, we can go out to dinner, we can go to the lake, we can go fish, golf, whatever, pickleball. Um, but um, if you're if you're a believer and you're just like not about the Jesus thing, and you're trying to be cool and you think we're cool and liberal and that we're going to be on your side too about not being into the Jesus thing as Jesus type of thing, people you got the wrong guy, buddy. We don't play that homie. Don't play that. Oh, speaking of homie, Rochelle, are you still here? Tell that ex Vato. I said, hello, Rochelle popped in here. She's a, a long term, you know, a, a long time, uh, objective person. And, uh, she was hanging out with some, some ex Vato from New Mexico that we were messing with pretty hard. <laughs> it was awesome. And uh, 21 minutes. Well, also to that effect, since we've moved here to Utah, it's been really hard to find mm-hmm. Christians. And um, even to the point where my daughter going around and visiting um, churches and trying to find a body of believers, she ended up in like this little home group that kind of dissolved into a uh, strip hide and seek and she's like yeah we're not gonna do that (laughs) so they left um but it's weird that you just there's there's a lot of very carnal christians and it's not something that we are interested in um doing because we want to pursue not only pursue holiness but also pursue the kingdom and there are a lot of misunderstandings about the kingdom and what the kingdom of god looks like and I think that we need to realize that the kingdom of God is not, it doesn't look like a person that is walking and um, pursuing the kingdom of God is not a doormat. And it's just not. And we're not going to be doormats and we're not going to be taken advantage of. And we're not going to be, we're not going to comply to what you think we should look like. We're going to look like what God wants us to look like. And that said, the majority of my friends here are non-Christians and they know I'm a Christian. Um, They've actually asked me not to pray for them because they're afraid of it for whatever reason. Um, But I'm still their friend and they're still my friend. And they're the ones that I um, have coffee with and have lunch with. They're not the ones I get into deep spiritual (laughs) debates with, of course, but you know. Right. It's it's hard. I'm not going to be, I'm not, I am actually going to take seriously the scripture that says if, the, if somebody says they're a believer, but they are in adultery or whatever, don't even eat with them. Yeah. I'm going to take that seriously and I'm not going to eat with them. Bob, um, I think you might've um, 
I think you might think that I was, I wasn't talking smack about Daryl. I don't believe I was talking smack about Daryl on here. Um, and just because I might be talking about something like that, I'm not directing what I'm saying to Daryl or about Daryl. And no, I don't think you're a Muppet. Um, I, I don't know you personally, but no, I don't think you're a Muppet. So I think you might have. Was he one yeah. of the original hosts maybe that you said are no longer original hosts oh yeah no i was actually talking about the old older guys that that came pre-daryl but yeah no bob i don't i, I don't if i want to talk smack to daryl i'll actually call him he didn't call me i'll actually call him and talk smack to him or instead of sending on him an email like i got so see what i'm saying there's 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 a there's a behind the scenes there bob that you don't know about but no i i'm not going to call out daryl on this i'm not going to do a, a west coast east coast uh rapper uh feud thing with daryl no i i've i've moved on so so my apologies bob but i am not talking about daryl uh or calling him a muppet or you a muppet so not to mention you don't like rap yeah i don't like rap oh no 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 apologies bob no everything's good buddy yeah, I love you too, man. And I know we're—I know you're out there doing your thing, and um, and you don't, you know, and you're you're on you're on the road. So, no, and I and nobody on here has heard me say don't go to Lamb Network because they they mess they you know they did me wrong. I've you've never heard me say that, or don't watch Daryl's new shows because you know he did me wrong. No, you know what? You guys do whatever you want. I hope you have the discernment to uh, know better. But I'm not. No, you do. You guys do. You guys do whatever you want. Yeah, we don't do that here. We're big kids. They, Bob, they do that to me. I don't do it to them. Awesome. Fifteen. I also want to throw in there that they do it online, but they won't do it in person. Yeah, isn't that funny? Yeah. They don't have the sand that they think they have. I have actually had to meet these people that have talked smack on me online. I mean, I'm talking ugly, ugly stuff. Then I meet them physically, and I'm from L.A., dude. Street rules apply. Let's do it, bro. You want to take a swing? I'm right here. And they're like, ooh. It's like. Come on. You know how long has it been since I've been in a good rumble? Just kidding. So I want to address some of I I can't really see the comments because I don't have my glasses on. <laughs> but I'm thinking that I, I think I saw a couple of people say, or at least one person say something about um just being by themselves or not having community and stuff. And it's scary and I don't like it. I've always, always gone to church. Always, all my life, even yeah. when we lived out, let me tell you a story. We lived on the top of a mountain full of rice paddies in the Philippines. We would literally walk every other week. We would walk an hour and a half down the mountain to fellowship with another missionary just so that we would have fellowship. And so I could get my um, C.S. Lewis books and take them back up the mountain to read for a couple of weeks. So I have always had fellowship and it's, it hasn't been easy for me not to have fellowship. So that's why I really, every Sunday I try to listen to Chuck Pierce. Yeah. There's times when I can't, it doesn't fit into my schedule because I work Sunday through Thursday, but I do try to um, watch Chuck Pierce's um, services just for encouragement, um, just to hear the prophetic what's happening, just to make sure that I'm in the right stream and that we're hearing from the Lord correctly. So I just want to encourage all of you that are saying that you are alone, that there's nobody in your life um, around you, no neighborhood, church, no fellowship, no friends. We're in that same boat. And instead of getting discouraged and flying off the handle or going 
you know, into stuff that we shouldn't be or distancing ourselves from the Lord. Um, because we don't have a church, we're going into the word and we're finding trusted voices that we can listen to and make sure that we are on in the same, in the right stream. So I just want to encourage you to do that, that even, I mean, if you think about it, like the disciples that walked with Jesus didn't have a church either. I mean, yeah, they'd go into synagogue, but they were killed, you know? So it's like, you have to, you have to walk this out, even though, even though it's so important that, that we do have fellowship and iron does sharpen iron, we have to walk in security and strength and in the Holy Spirit, and we have to be in the Word. So I just really want to exhort you to continue to be in the Word. And and if you can, even if you have to drive six hours, maybe find a place that you can fellowship with once a year, just yeah. for refreshing. We've done that, you know, for since we've been here for eight years, we've gone down to a church in Las Vegas. We thought we were going to find the church in Idaho, but for some reason it was in Las Vegas. So yeah. We'll go there once or twice a year just for refreshing. But in between, we we listen to the Lord, we read the word, and we um, align ourselves with prophetic voices to make sure we're not getting off in some yeah. crazy tangent. Right. So. And we do have relationship with pastors that we know that know us and we know them and all that that we can always bounce, you know, talk to. And yeah, you know, it's really funny you bring that up because in this book, I literally talk smack about online pastors and online church and Facebook church and all that stuff, because I think it's silly, but you know, and we, um, and we don't have a church that we can go to every Sunday or every Shabbat, you know, or whatever, or feast days, we have to drive hours like some of you. And, and, and I've shared with people on here that God literally told me, to ramp up my live streaming game. And I was like, why? I don't want to be one of those guys. And here we are. And it's a blessing all around. It blesses us. It blesses you, you know. And we're, we're trying to rent. So the next thing we need to do, we need to ramp up our love gift gifts, like all those really good televangelists have. For a $50 love gift, you'll get, and then, you know, commercials and so I'm, I'm just kidding. But no, I'm not. But yes, we are. Like, follow, and share. Like, follow, and share. Oh, yeah. Look at that. See? See, you should just pop up every once in a while. Like, follow, and share. Man. So what's going on? Man, we've got a whole 10 minutes left, babe. Good. I got to go to work. <laughs> I know. I have to figure out what I'm going to do for a two-minute warning that I didn't, I didn't finish two-minute warning last week. I couldn't do it Friday. I was so have so so slammed was changing lives, young artisans' lives. I wasn't able to do my two minute warning Friday life changing spiel. I gotta figure out when I'm gonna do that too. So if we have ten minutes, we you do. wanna take you wanna take questions like you wanted to at the beginning and then oh, sure. you can you can choose the questions since okay. I can't see them. I can see and you can't. Yes. You're making yourself you're making yourself sound like you're blind over there. <laughs> I'm not blind. I just oh, like I can see if I you know. I just had to put on my glasses. <laughs> oh my god. Which I can do. I can put on my glasses. I do carry them with me. <laughs> Look at you. What's up, babe? What's going on? 
All right. All right. Uh, Christina has approved your questions and we'll answer them. Come on, bring it, people. You guys got a question? We have the answer. <laughs> oh, man. Look at nothing's moving. Nothing's happening. Are we all frozen? Did we get kicked off? There's no, there has, look at, there's no comments now. Oh, can you do that without going vegan, Ellen? Can you do what? <laughs> what can you do that without going vegan, Ellen? What do what? They're talking smack. Look at that. Look at that. We ask them if they want to, if we, we do, we open it up to Q and a, and there's not a single queue. So it looks like, so I put on my glasses now so I can see it. Are you guys talking amongst yourselves? Or are you talking to us? It's a combination. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a very strange world. The internet world of this new internet world. Yeah. That's why you have to have moderators. Because people lose their minds on these things. Okay, here we go. Christina, better be a good one. Christina, does Alan color with small crayons or still using large crayons? Just wondering. That's Kevin. He's our moderator. <laughs> I don't think you. I don't think he colors. <laughs> oh man! All right, here, here's here's another one. Can I buy beer one minute after sundown? Uh, you can buy beer whenever the heck you want, Bob. The uh, don't buy on the Sabbath. That's in Nehemiah about 2000 years after the original instruction. What you can't do is gather or do your ordinary work. That's the, that's the actual instruction. People don't like the way we observe Sabbath, but oh, well, you guys aren't asking real questions. Oh, here we go. We Aspen has, she had enough coffee to answer cues. It's very early. Look at that. That's like a massive thing there. That's like bigger than your head. Look at I'm mine. almost done with it and ready for more. Oh, hey, speaking of, guess what I'm doing on Monday? I'm jumping on an airplane, and I'm going to North Carolina, and I'm going to do another four episodes of A Rude Awakening Shabbat Night Live next Tuesday. A week Hopefully, you have something to talk about. Yes, we're talking about the field manuals. <laughs> How exciting is that? Can't work on Sabbath to make money, right? Correct. So next Tuesday... Monday, so Monday night, I'll, I, I, hopefully we can do Monday night. I'll be in uh, North Carolina. But next Monday, I'm flying out to, uh, to do another Rude Awakening Shabbat Night Live. We're going to film it on Tuesday. It's going to be on the field manuals, and it will air in the fall. How exciting is that? I'm so excited because I love those people. Obviously, they love me. This will be my third time, and I didn't get to go last year. All right, we got another question. Well, you know, here we go. Will your books be put on audio for Bob? <laughs> Man, I would really like to do that, but that's so much more. That's so much. That's more work. So I've been listening to a lot of audiobooks lately, and I never thought I would like audiobooks. I do transcription, and so it's hard for me to listen to audio without breath sounds because then I feel like I'm not breathing. It's a weird thing. But anyway, I've been listening to audiobooks, and it's interesting the vast differences between audiobooks. So, like, I am Malala. I listened to an audiobook and it was read by a woman with a very, very heavy accent, which I get why they did that because it was about a Pakistani girl. And then I also really like science fiction. So I, was, I listened to a science fiction audiobook and that was done by a woman who read the entire book, but she would change her voice for the different characters, which I thought was really interesting. That was actually the first one I listened to. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of weird. But then I got into, into it. And then um, I listened to another audiobook that was 
done by a man, but whenever they had a woman speak, they had a woman come in and do yeah. the women's parts. It was bizarre. I was like, whoa, this that. is really weird. And it kind of, it kind of really threw me off because I was like, I don't know. It just was weird. Because when I read, yeah. do I hear their voices in my head? I don't. You, you I, I think I read reflections in your head. I think I read in my voice. So it was weird to hear. I was listening to this book being narrated by a man, and all of a sudden a woman speaks, and I'm like, "Oh, weird!" But now I'm now I'm in, now I'm um, used to it. So I I would love to do audiobooks for Alan's books. I just don't know which format we would want to take. Like if we would want to take a man reading it, or if we would do right. you know. Obviously, you don't have different voices because it's not like a fiction book. I don't know. It was just. It was interesting. The I Am Malala book, which is um, an autobiography, um, it was just straight one woman reading it with even when her brothers would speak or her father would speak. It was not it was just the one woman reading it, which is kind of how I read. I don't know. It was weird. Audiobooks yeah. are really strange to me. And I'm just getting into that world. I'm enjoying it, but it's taking me a long time to really get into the book. If so, that makes sense. so a few weeks ago. Christina, Christine Thompson from Wales, Martin's wife, read like part of our devotional and we were all, it was amazing because she's got this awesome, one, she's got the accent, two, she just had this really, it was like, we're all like, soothing. yeah, it was like, it was, wow. Yeah. Okay. How much work would it be to do an audiobook? So here's another thing that really is bothering me about the world of audiobooks. Some of them, a couple of them that I've read, are very, very good in matching the audio. So you know people can't read eight hours straight, obviously, because most of these books are eight plus hours. But the breaks are seamless. One of the books, driving me crazy, in the middle of a sentence, the inflection will change. And it'll it'll be obvious that his voice was getting tired, so he stopped. But then when he came back in, it was way up here. And that's, that drives me crazy. I've learned to kind of overlook it after five hours of listening to it. But at first I was like, ooh, this this is not a good reader. Yeah. So I think it would take a lot of work. And the, the setup would have to be like immobile. Like if wherever she's reading it is going to have to be all the settings Everything when she walks away to give her voice a rest, it's it can't be touched. Right, so that when right. she comes back in, yeah. it's the exact same. Right, just like you would a, ro- a record. I mean, the, the idea. I'm of just saying doing- they're not all doing this. And one of well, the and the ones that's the insane. ones that's super annoying is like a huge publisher. That's the one that's not is like self published. Very interesting. Cause, well, because we we care more. So. I would love to, but I mean, imagine, I mean, it's a lot of work, right? I mean, it would take hours to read one of these books. Oh, it would probably take a month plus, See, more than that. That's, that's why we haven't done it yet, because I don't have time to just do nothing but read to you in a studio. I have, we have the gear, we have the equipment, we have a recording studio, but I, I don't have the time to do that. Here we have The a authors normally don't do it. Right. Well, I, Christ, I would love I would Christine love to do it, because she's awesome. She doesn't have a studio, does she? No, but we could set it up. It's not, I mean, you know how, you know, it can be done. Hey, we have a question here. Uh, would you clarify, would, oh, that's no, not a question. Would you clarify in biblically correct Shabbat practices? Um, that's what this is for. <laughs> but um, the Feast Unlocked does a lot of that clarifying. We give you options. So if do you have this? Um, I'm asking because I don't know. 
All right, we have a couple of questions here. Da, 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 like, follow, share. Like, follow, share. Hey, is it uh, wrong to garden on this on the Sabbath? So is well, it depends if it's the Shemitah year. Yeah. Can't do it. You gotta let your soil rest. Wait, wait. Are we talking garden like like flowers? Or are we talking like garden like food? Doesn't matter. You're supposed to let your your the earth rest for an Good entire answer. year during Good the Shemitah. And that's coming up when. September starts. September. It starts after the starts. Sometime. Yeah, the fall feasts. Yeah, but if it's not your regular work and and you're just out there pulling weeds and you enjoy it and it's relaxing and peaceful, I would do it. I do it. I right. can't so garden this year because my daughter is getting married in my backyard. Right. But normally I'd be gardening. So this is what I tell people: if I'm a professional photographer and I I have been. It's probably not a good idea for me to take pictures on the on the Sabbath where I could benefit or profit from them, right? But man, I can garden my heart out unless, like my wife said, it's the Shemitah year. If I'm a farmer, I could probably I could take pictures all day long because I don't make money off photography. But I should probably, you know, whether I garden or not, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, I hope that answers your question. Uh, here's here's one silly one. So if I buy beer on Shabbat, I'm supporting those who don't keep Shabbat, right? No, doesn't work that way. Uh, Facebook. I only like audio books. I love that. Where's that other question here? Uh, yes, sir. I'm for audio books. Yes, sir. Why has my government been stricken with silence via his stroke? Yeah, I don't know why, Bob. That's kind of weird. I'll find out when I get there. I'll I'll, I'll ask some hard questions. Uh, that's also none of our business. His right. his ministry is his ministry. Right. record twenty minutes. Yes, I have the book, but I don't remember. Okay, reading about shopping on Shabbat. Yeah, I, I touch on it. I, I give some examples on on uh, on Shabbat. We can. So there's a you can think about um, what what God was upset about when the guy was out gathering sticks on the Sabbath, was it because he didn't have faith in God to provide? Did he think that the manna would be bad? Um, did he think he had to cook his quail? I don't know if they had quail at the time. Um, you know, why was he gathering sticks? Whatever it was, God didn't like the reason. And so that's kind of where the whole fire thing came from, which right. is why people don't cook on the Sabbath. But also, I mean, you just have to, I, probably more than likely have too much food in my pantry. And so I don't really have to go to the store on Saturday because God's provided so much yeah. that we usually have leftovers or we can pull something out of the pantry. But I, unless it's last resort, I don't think we normally go to the store. Like if we're at a coffee creamer, I'm sorry, should have thought of that on Friday, but we're going to get coffee creamer. Right. And, and a lot of people don't, that's just my own little thing. Right. A lot of people don't, have been taught for some reason they've been taught not to cook on the Sabbath. So they do preparation day. They cook all the, like what's his name? My, my brother. Um, it doesn't say you can't cook on the Sabbath. It literally it just says does you can't not, have a fire. Right. It literally does not say you can't cook on the Sabbath. So I don't know why people believe that, but uh, Casey Hall, you, yes, I have the book, but I don't remember reading about, go ahead and contact me on the side. We'll figure that out for you. Or do we need to do a, a Shabbat thing? Um, what else? Da, 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 da. Oh, here's, here's, here. We'll use this as the last question because we actually made it past the hour and my wife has to go to her day job. All right. Who found Torah first? Was it hard for the other? 
Our children did, actually. Well, that's not actually true. So in 1986, before 1986, I was brought up. My parents had a really hard time with Christmas and Easter. They knew it wasn't biblical. We, I was brought up never celebrating Christmas or Easter. My dad made us read through the Bible every year, starting in January. And when I would get to Leviticus, for example, I would go to my dad and I would say, why aren't we doing these things? Like, I get we're not doing Christmas and Easter, but why aren't we doing these things? Why aren't we doing the feast? What, what is going on with that? And he would say his answer was always, we're not Jewish. So that was kind of always my answer. When I was a teenager, we went to a church that every Tuesday and Thursday we would go to, it was kind of like a Torah school, but it was all, um, cause it was all Torah, but he didn't, it wasn't called that. And we would just learn everything about the tabernacle and how it was set up and the Holy of Holies and yada, 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 and all of that. It was very eschatology-esque. I don't know what the term is there. So anyway, all my life, never did Christmas or Easter, always knew there was questions in my mind why we weren't doing the other stuff. Alan and I get together. Alan gets saved. His church also doesn't do Christmas or Easter. They, they also don't do Torah. So in 86, um, we're together. Uh, the Lord tells Alan to start studying Genesis 6. Well, part of that is there's a big piece of that, which we're keeping super secret right now um, for so that we don't punch the hole in the sky. Oh my so I'm not going to say what that secret, what that portion is. But through that, we started, um, Alan started using terms in his music like Yeshua and Elohim that you use and yeah, Adonai, yeah. you know, stuff like that started understanding that a little bit more. Um, we would take this to our pastor and go, aren't we supposed to be doing this? And no, we're not Jewish. So then when our kids, when our oldest child turned 18, we, um, I always had said, I want my children to go overseas and get a worldview. I don't want them just to have an American view. I want them to understand the world mm -hmm. from a worldview. So we sent them overseas, happened to be a messianic community. She got the revelation of Torah. She brought it to us. Hey, you guys need to stop eating pork. We're like, no, not the bacon. Well, that was Alan, not me. No, not the bacon. <laughs> 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 and that was a struggle for a little while. Why are you laughing at that? Why are you laughing at that? It's a serious show. Oh my God. Um, so yeah, did you see our logo? Real serious. Struggled with the bacon for a little bit. Then our son went, got the revelation, came back. was like, hey, guys, you got to do this. We had already kind of started. Yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. Started going to Shabbats with our then pastor, which kind of modeled it to us, but from a very Gentile position, still with the pork and all of that. Then our youngest daughter went, and then when all three of our kids came to us and said, we need to do this, that's when we got serious about it. And that's when all of the pork went away and all of that. So there you go. Hope that answered your question. Yeah. So Father, uh, we're going to wrap this thing up. Hey, uh, Father, we ask that you would uh, watch over Lenny and Linda. Yes. So as uh, as he's having a procedure, Father, just have mercy and protection over Lenny and Linda, Father, this week. 
So um, I'm, I got to figure out what I'm going to do for two minute warning Monday. Hey, so keep us in our, in our, keep us in our, in your prayers. We've got a wedding coming up in our backyard. That's going to be, that's going to be awesome. But then the enemy's going to really, yeah, you know how, how this works. And then I'm flying out again on Monday for the Rude Awakening Shabbat Night Live that I'm going to be doing again. And we are talking about field manuals and what we've been doing for the last year plus on these field manuals. And I'm really excited about that. And so we're going to be filming on Tuesday. So have that in your prayers. And I won't be able to do this Tuesday morning, I don't think, because I'll be actually filming. Oh, man. See, as if you've been around for a while, you know that there's a section in time where my regular broadcasting gets interrupted because I'm traveling and doing all these other things. So I don't know how we're going to do this next Tuesday morning. It might just be Lenny by himself with Christina. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so I, yeah, I don't know how we're going to do that. So I'll, Maybe we'll it'll be Lenny and Linda. Lenny and Linda. I don't think Ooh. Linda would never do that. That'd be a great show. She's worse than you. She'll never That'd be a great show. <laughs> no, we'd be arguing, yelling at each other. Those Italians would be going at it. That'd be an um, awesome show. Yeah, it would be. Um, hey, before you sign off, can you pray for everybody that was here? Yeah. And uh, yeah, we normally end it with prayer for, for the most time. Well, you just prayed for Lenny and Linda, and then you. Yeah. And then, so don't forget, Rude Awakening. I'm really excited about that because it's it's a blessing. And pray for, like, look at look at all the people that are here from Rude. So, we man, let's double those numbers, people. Come on. And uh, what else? Yeah, did you see that? Rage. And um, awesome. Father, I pray for everyone watching. Everyone that is watching right now, Father, God, we pray your, for your your Holy your protection of your Holy Spirit over their, their lives, their finances, their health, their marriages, their children, their relationships, their walks, Father God, your spirit of wisdom and revelation, their their desire to align with your word alignment with your word, alignment with your precepts and your will for their life, your your covenants, Father. We thank you for um, for everyone here. For, and blessings on you. We just had Shavuot. We just had the, the, the end of the Passover season with Shavuot and Pentecost. Thank you for those that sent your uh, free will offerings uh, and for those I was able to pray for over with the, 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 uh, the wave sheaf offering on Sunday. Father, blessings on these people. They're, they're, they're a good group of people, and we're very thankful and grateful for you guys. Thank you for letting us be able to share our hearts uh, about Messiah with you and that you receive our word. That's a, that's a lot of fun because we do a lot of this with people that don't want to hear this. So blessings on you, continued protection, and your, the spirit of wisdom and revelation. And Christina's got something. What do you have there, babe? Uh-oh. It's a good one. Hold on, guys. <laughs> it's not a huge thing. I just felt like I need to tell somebody, maybe more than one person here, but this is a season of multiplication. And um, I don't know who it is, but somebody, I don't know who it is. I feel like it's in business. And there's somebody that is going to have the opportunity to multiply greatly something, uh, provision in their lives. And so I want to encourage you that this is from the Lord and it's not, um, it's not something, um, that is, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like I want to say temptation, but I don't know if that would actually be the word that you feel like it is, but 
this is from the Lord. And so seize it and walk in it and believe in the, um, this season of multiplication that God wants to multiply you financially in some like extraordinary way. I don't know why I keep feeling like this is like a huge deal for you, but it is from the Lord. And so seriously grab it and, and go with it and don't be afraid of it because it's going to stretch you. So I don't know. That's just what I just, it just, bam, you know, it's there. So whoever you are, reach out to Yeah. Whoever you are, reach out to us privately. We'd like to help, you know, pray for you and, you know, even more specifically, um, a lot of us have been taught that uh, money and blessing and all that isn't yeah. good, and that's just not true. It's it's actually from the Lord, and He is looking for people to have these ideas. And I, I actually got an idea over the weekend for a, an app that that would would be huge. So I'm trying to figure that out. Um, yes. So reach out to us. Let us know who you are that she just had that word for, so that we can pray for you and help. You know pray one of the last one says one of the biggest things you need in a business are intercessors so they can help you go when to stop when to go left when to go right that's important so all right blessings on all of all y'alls good to see you and uh it's being suggested that since i probably won't be able to do this on tuesday because i'll be busy doing a real tv show that uh you (laughs) do the you do the show christina that means i have to get up early again yeah, but they're suggesting you you do the show. You just man the like whole, do the whole thing. Like it's you. Ooh, you guys <laughs> might might be scary. I know I'm already scared. Yeah. I'm sorry. What did you want to say? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Say goodbye to the nice people. Bye, everybody. You're listening to Chameleon Church. Biblical Antidotes for the Modern Man With your host, Ellen Aguirre The views and opinions expressed during our broadcasts are solely those of the broadcast producers, hosts, and or guests, etc., and are not necessarily the views or opinions of the Travelog Network, its sponsors, or affiliates.